We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Producer Cole, Bebe, joining us from L.A. We have left L.A. We are back in Vegas. You guys might have heard a little something about uh, WrestleMania this weekend. It's been an eventful weekend in pro wrestling, to say the least. Shit, Dre, we thought we were just going out there for a nice, calm, like, you know, cool, calm, normal week. Like, hey, yeah, we're going to hang out. It's going to be Wally Mania. Uh, shout out to the Super Kickback. That was really dope. Brunch, we'll talk about all of that. But uh, it's Tuesday. We're back here on the desk. And it's really all about one thing. And that is the return of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Right. And and a new mustache. Yeah, he looks like black a black hair. Yeah. First of all, for those of you that are listening, my voice is still out from from Wally Manian <laughs> the last week, so I sound like I'm doing night radio. So y'all just gonna have to deal with this sexy. Sorry, ass we'll shit. boost your mic. So, so you guys, it's just gonna be a sexy ass show. You know, tune in tonight for Barry White and bitches or something, whatever the fuck. <laughs> but yeah, we just got back and um, yeah, the company got sold. Uh, the '80s cartoon villain Vince McMahon is back in the hot seat cooking. The rumors are true. He's take, he seems like he's taking back over creative at Raw. At least for that day. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be over after that. We'll see. I mean, no, no one, every day it's something different. Lord knows. Yeah, and the company got sold to Endeavor when Endeavor originally said, oh, we don't have room in our portfolio <laughs> for this. Yeah, they, they opened, do. They opened up those books. Yeah, they opened quick. up the books. So the company's been sold. Uh, Vince gets himself back to where he wants to be. He did what he said he was going to do. Said he was back for one reason. When yeah. he came back, he didn't lie. Nah. Said I'm back to help the sale of this, do our new rights deal, which is still coming up. Yeah. And he signed a two-year deal with Endeavor to be chair of what appears to be the whole new division that they're creating with WWE and MMA. It's weird because I think I saw the structure. It kind of makes him Dana White's boss. Well, no, he's Dana White's counterpart on the other side. Those two things are supposed to be mutually exclusive. Okay. They're only supposed to share any changes that we're supposed to see are not going to be, excuse me, on TV. They'll be behind the scenes. Yeah. So PR, 
Yeah, combining. Yeah, yeah. You, you combine two entities. That that's always kind of going to happen. Yeah, the, the staffs will change a little bit, and all of that goings on. But it's not supposed to change on TV. Triple H, shout out to Sean Rossap, held a meeting internally with the WWE staff and you know the wrestlers and everyone. Said nothing's going to change here. He went out for Raw. Raw open. Nothing is going to change. We've just been bought, and it's a good move. Mm-hmm. Immediately after, stuff changed. Uh, I, I love the reports. Listen, I, I feel bad for some of the people in the locker room. Uncertainty with your job is never cool. I know this now, currently, uh, firsthand. Like, it, it, having that comfort with your job is, is always great. The status quo was great. I wish everyone in that locker room the best, no matter what. I want the best for them. Outside of that, I'm an agent of chaos. Like this, this for talking heads like myself, for people who do what we do, for those that we know, like Sean Ross Sapp, like uh, Denise Salcedo, like everyone I busted open, everyone in our ilk. This is the stuff, unfortunately, that makes us money. This, everything going hunky dory in sports is kind of like, well, all right, like what are we talking about? These are the times that people will be talking about 30 years from now. And we get to be the voice of those times. So, I don't know. Speak for yourself. I'd rather it just be the way it already was. <clears throat> we could have came in here talking about Cody Rhodes and how pissed off everybody was that he lost. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the conversation. Instead, I have to explain why, one, Cody losing was a good thing, but now it could turn into a bad thing. Because immediately Brock Lesnar nerfs Cody on Raw. I like that program. I don't. No? No. I'll t- I mean... The only person who benefits from this is Brock Lesnar. Okay. I, I, I just thought you, you have to drag this to SummerSlam. Nah. Um, unless, unless Cody's going to beat Brock clean. Yeah. I, I think you should beat Brock. But dude, to me, Cody signed the deal with Vince when Vince was in charge anyway. Like Vince, it's not like Cody's a trip triple H guy. Like this was kind of all put into plans before Cody got hurt and everything like Vince was there. So Vince is now rewriting storylines stupidly. But if, if this happens and comes to fruition, Cody should win. It should build him higher. He should probably win money in the bank. Like he was going to last year. Um, this is all within like the next month and a half, by the way, all these pay-per-views Cody should win money in the bank. And then you have a SummerSlam program with him and reigns. The problem is, is that those belts are gone from now between then and Roman's just cutting promos with the bloodline doing the, I mean, the handiwork. I mean, but look at it like this. We'll, we'll talk about WrestleMania, what we thought of everything, but if Cody beats Brock now and he wins the title, who does he, who does he work? Like Brock would be the first, it would be a good first challenger. Oh, that would have been amazing. But if Brock would have done this to Cody as champion, then it would have been perfect. But what would Vince continues to do? is he gives you nowhere to go but down. No, it burns through storylines. Right. So as soon as, I mean, first of all, <laughs> Brock was like, I have no more black people to nerf. And then somebody told him, well, Cody's wife is black and he's got a mixed kid. And Brock was like, good enough. Give me that feud. He's half Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> Just- give me that minority feud. But <laughs> it, it, it makes you lose faith in the long-term storytelling of all this. Because obviously if Vince was here for the past year, the bloodline storyline would have never played out the way it did. No. It'd have been a completely different storyline. I've had faith in watching how this all unfolds. It felt like something that they have planned for months, how they wanted to get there. 
Now I'm like, oh, I feel bad for Hunter. Imagine yeah. you, you, you meticulously put together a plan because your father-in-law is gone and it has nothing to do with you. You're happy he's gone because you didn't have anything to do with it, but now you can take over. Now he comes back. Yeah. And then he says, hey, son, let me see those ideas you had. Like him, the, the reports are that there were three rewrites to Raw. Yeah. Seems to be very heavy on the women's angles of things. There, if that's the case, I don't, I don't know how long, I don't know what happens to any of this. KO and Sammy could lose in a month. They could. It's when Vince wakes up and when Vince feels like he has a new stroke of genius and everything can change on a whim, right? It's a matter of, again, we don't know what tomorrow holds in which I... (laughs) Listen, I understand. It was cool hanging out with everyone, all this stuff. Like at the end of the day, I'm watching a soap opera. I'm watching a sitcom. It, a lot of real people's lives are in the balance of, in terms of people who are employed there. But at the end of the day, you're, you're employed there. Your employee decides what the hell you do and you don't do. And I'm just here to watch it. Like it's spilling over to real life on the outside is the craziest shit ever. But I'm still just watching it. I, a lot of people are very, very invested, like their entire emotional well-being. And I didn't see that until this weekend because you see it on Twitter. Twitter is different. Yeah. I take Twitter with a grain of salt. As you said. Being there, though, and meeting a lot of people and seeing mm-hmm. people and seeing how invested they are. Like there's a guy, the clip went viral. I don't know. Yeah. Cameron Hawkins, shout out to Seahawks. Oh my God, we'll talk about him. He's the MVP. Uh, I don't know if he posted someone else. The guy lost his shit when Cody lost at WrestleMania. Video went crazy. I'm just like, bro, chill. Like, it's the end all and be all of some people's like happiness. I came home and I was like, yo, my Yankees are playing. Like, I got to play MLB the show. I'm in the playoffs in my Madden league. Like, there's there's a lot of other shit going on in my life. Like, I can only be so invested in this. Like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the time without Vince, but the fact remains what we said on this show six years ago. He should change it until Vince dies. There's always the chance that he comes back. It, it's the exact Thanos scenario. Where he's like, should have went for the head. Like, Vince, Vince is back. So, yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. We'll see what that means. If he's back every week, he's back every week. If he just thought, like, I want control of the big moments, the Raw after Mania, the... You know, some of these big decisions, I think I have that. Hunter, you can do the other things. We'll see if that's the case. We, we just don't know his involvement, but we know his involvement can be as heavy as he wants at any single time. So now we wait. Well, I'll put it like this, and then we can talk about everything else. Transformers movies suck, right? They're not great. Michael Bay is behind most of them. Travis Knight directed the Bumblebee movie, and everybody was like, this is great. Phenomenal. Now Michael Bay comes back and you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> We're about to have a bunch of bad movies. At least we got one. Triple H was Travis Knight. Triple H came in and was like, da-da-da. I'm going to do what I want to do. Did it. We enjoyed it. We didn't know how long it was going to last. And now Michael Bay is back. And all tra- the Transformers movies were loud noises. Like, it was the loudest movie I ever saw. Thin on plot, loud on noises. And now Vince is going to be back doing loud noises. Nuanced storytelling, probably going to be out the window. It, 
It depends what he wants. I I don't know. Dude, it's Vince. There's no way he's going to say, I'm coming in this week and I'm gone next week. I don't know. If, if he says Brock needs to be champ again, Brock is going to be champ again. 100%. So, so but mm. we're, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the ride. And that's all we've been on. Whether it sucked, whether it's good, whether it's not, we got a taste of something good. We'll see if, if I, I don't know what 77-year-old fucking crazy villainous mustache man is a scooby-doo like, oh my god the look is oh crazy my god. what he is that he looks like dastardly from the wacky racers <laughs> <laughs> but he's like 77 it's like That's bro it. and he dyed the hair black someone pointed out the eyebrows right like yo he's on like how to catch a predator 80s cartoon version he's the epitome of oh my god. i could do whatever i want for so long, we saw Vince trying to hide the scandals, appear as something different, clean cut. Now he's just like, you know what I am. Yeah. And I'm going to look like what I am. But in the interview with CNBC, and that we can move on from this. Oh, Cole will share his yes, thoughts on, yes. on all this. The man said, I never lied. Anything that I've done, I've owned up to. That is the biggest fucking lie. Does paying people off. And then paying the company back equate to lying? Yes. Not only that, he's been like, think about all of these things. Yes. Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Chris Benoit. Uh, steroid scandal. Um, shall we keep going? The referee <laughs> that, he alleged, that he allegedly raped. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. The, I'm not saying the man's a good man. No, I'm just saying. I, I've, owned, I've owned up to everything. No, there's you know how many skeletons are still in that closet, bro. And that's that's the thing. Like Ari Emanuel was like, oh, you know, I won't let him leave. All right, keep waiting. You think like the Harvey Weinstein or the R. Kelly shit? When there's smoke, there's fire. This is just the smoke. You think people that were sitting there thinking about ratting out Vince are like, ah, I'm gonna let him go? No, now it's like, let's get his ass. This ain't over for Vince, but. I think it gets still holds true. I think we said it on one of our first episodes of the show. He's going to die in gorilla. No, oh, he's going to find his way back in the gorilla and he's going to die right in the throne. He's going to sit in the throne, exhale, and I'll be his last breath. Cole, what did you think about all this madness? Oh my God. I <clears> mean, <throat> you know, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to feel like your instinct is right. And when everyone on Twitter is starting to go, Hmm, Huh, this is all starting to get a weird feeling, isn't it? I want to say like really the moment it all happened, like those murmurs really started was the second that Omos and, or I'm sorry, Omas and Brock Lesnar were booked and everyone went, oh, well, well that screams one individual. Yeah. Uh, it's incredibly discouraging. Um, it, I fucking... The guy is a fucking shithead. Was straight up, and he just gets to keep winning, and it's incredibly frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating for it's got to be frustrating for Hunter. And you think about, uh, you just start to kind of play like the tea leaves and go like, well, like when did he? When did the whispers start coming back? And I think back to October, November, um. And when we're bringing all these people back and they're all hunter guys, yep. we're bringing people like Bray Wyatt back. 
Bray Wyatt's an interesting person to kind of look at as far as all of this is concerned, because again, there was, there was going to be this investment in Bray Wyatt's story and where it was going to go. And it just seems like there was a point once we got to rumble that it went completely off the rails to like in a very Vince fashion of, uh, we don't know what to do with them. Firefly Funhouse. Let's have him do the muscle man dance again. Like everything just started feeling really weird kind of going into this. And, you know, I, I think and we're going to talk about the main event because <laughs> there's a lot to dissect there, but I think, you know, one way or another, no matter which side of the fence you feel about that, you feel worse about everything that happened in that main event. Now that you know that Vince is back hanging around. You mean the main and, event of WrestleMania? Or, yes. Okay. Um, and I think, um, well, cause again, like depending on whatever side you, it ends up on, like you have, like we want to have faith in the storytelling going forward. Right. And now Vince being here, like you said, Dre, it just kind of throws everything up into the, up into the sky, but how involved will he be? And we know that this man is a perpetual liar. So he's, he's lied already before in the past about stepping away from booking. So, you know, SmackDown and next week's raw is going to, going to kind of be the litmus test of all this stuff. Um, hope, apparently, like, I'm seeing tweets about NXT having fire Vince chance. Um, yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> it, was what a mess. Rated, just, it was the worst rated. It was the worst rated Raw in, like, gotta, five years. We got a taste of something good, you know? And now we're putting the toothpaste back and trying to, like, put it back in. And this feels horrible. And, I mean, I'll never forget, like, last year's Mania how down we were on WWE as a product. And it was because of the Vince led regime. And all of a sudden we started getting competent booking. Um, it's just, it's extremely frustrating as a fan. Um, Cause it felt like we weren't being treated like idiots anymore. And uh, oh, we're going to go right back to that. If Vince decides, you know what? That gorilla position, it sure looks nice. Hunter, why don't you, why don't you move over? Chill, let me take over. So, uh, I'm just extremely disappointed. Uh, but like you said, Kel, keeps people in business, keeps people talking, keeps people That's, getting paid. So who, who are we? You know, drama, drama sells. Like as as fans, I always think of this. Like, and I've followed combat sports and been in combat sports for a long time. Fans say they are disappointed, and that everyone has a right to feel however they feel. But at this point, for me, it's like, I'm not expecting much from combat sports. It, it was a great run while we had it. I don't know what tomorrow holds. These people in combat sports are shitty people. I'm seeing my timeline right now blow up about Vicky Guerrero. Like a, a lot of people, there are some great people in this. And of those great people that I've rubbed elbows with, half of them spend a good majority of time figuring out why the fuck am I in here or how the hell do I get out? Because this is not in combat sports, MMA, boxing, pro wrestling is no different. It's a lot of shitty people doing a lot of shitty things. So when Vince comes back, I'm like, it was par for the course. Dana White slapped his wife. He was back the next week. Nothing surprises me in these sports. 
And again, I could be like doom and gloom. Vince could be out three months from now. Do I think we've learned everything horrible Vince has done in his past? But now it's sold. Now Endeavor has skin in the game. Now, when he did shit before, it was like, this is my company. I take hiatus. I do whatever the fuck I want. Now there's a little bit more people that have to answer when six victims come out talking about what Vince did to add to the three. If so happens. So I don't know what's going to happen three months from now. I'm just like, I, I don't get disappointed because I don't expect much personally from people in these positions. I enjoyed the ride. Trips was great. Um, we're going to talk about the main event of mania by all accords, Sean Ross app, all other platforms trips. It was trips is mania. Vince and people say, Oh, Vince has been back. Like I, I think Ari said what Ari said, and it was very poignant. I wanted Vince back. Vince said, I was comfortable walking away. Ari said, I'm not going to let you do so. Dana White got in trouble. And Ari said, you're our guy. If people want to be mad, be, be mad at Ari Emanuel. By the way, if anyone's, you know, ever seen Entourage, hmm, there's a depiction of this Ari character. Good luck being mad at him and thinking he cares. I mean, well, like his guys are his guys. Yeah, but and look, he look. wanted Vince around and we got Vince back like this. To me, it's just one of those things where it's like Triple H had his mania. For some reason, Cody didn't win. We'll talk about that against Roman. He has a plan for that. But this is what happens sometimes when you think you have a plan. Because I'm sure if Trips knew Vince is coming back on Monday, taking over, and my whole long-term booking could be out the fucking window because Brock and Cody is going to be there and I have no control, he probably puts the belt on Cody on Sunday and says, I'm ending my story because I might not have a Monday. All right. So there's a few things I'm going to refute. One... We all should be disappointed. And I said people would be disappointed. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is because we had hope, right? For fans of combat sports, I don't think, as on my journalistic side, is never going to let me settle for bullshit. Yep. I'm not going to settle for Dana White slapping his wife. I'm no, not going to settle for the MAGA-ism of MMA. I'm not going to settle for Vince coming back. As you know, as we just, we'll talk about WrestleMania week, spent a lot of time with some good people, right? Oh, great people. I'm close to a lot of good people in these companies. So if there's anything that's going to prevent them from winning, I'm disappointed. That's, that's the journalism friend side. But as a fan, you should want your companies to be better. And when, if you see a person who's been accused of sexual harassment rape and all those things, keep winning. Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed because not only that, he's a shitty storyteller. He's not good at his job. It's time for you to go. It was time for you to go. I don't believe for one minute Vince was ready to go. And he was okay with leaving. That's all bullshit to me. Him coming back to sell the company was to get his seat back. So he manipulated the system. And he found somebody who liked money more than morality, bought the company, and said, you can't leave because that's how you make me money. Because what Hunter and, you know, to a degree, Tony Khan do is they're not doing it to make money in the way that Vince does it to make money. Like Tony's a maniac. He does it as a yeah. sandbox for what he, he has loves. money. Right. Like he's got money and he's like throwing it because he likes wrestling. He's fantasy booking whatever he wants to do. But he's not doing it to sell. Like he wants it to win, but he's not doing it for the, the casuals. 
Triple H, there's a balance there, as we've seen. He was like, oh, it's pro wrestling. These motherfuckers should pro wrestle, right? Vince comes in. Nick Khan puts stuff on the mat <laughs> like, right. to, to make the money. Like you, you I guess Nick's job, yep. right? Hunter's job is like, let me book creative. You worry about the rest of that shit. Vince doesn't care about wrestling at all. He cares about what's his ownership. It's like a parent who has a kid and they prevent the kid from doing certain things, like having fun with like two divorced parents and one parent wants ownership over the kid. Oh, you can't go to Disneyland because I'm not taking you. That's Vince. You can't have fun because my, I don't want mommy to be the good parent here. Like <laughs> fucking Shane came back. We'll talk about that in a minute. There, like there was so many things about this, this WrestleMania and just in general, and this, this run where we saw Chad Gable wrestling again. Yep. Like we saw people that got fired come back. Yep. We saw, I mean, we've seen like Ricochet and Braun Strowman. We've seen the Street Profits. We've seen matches that were incredible. So yeah, when Vince comes back and that can all go away, you're fucking right. I'm disappointed. Oh, I, I'm, I'm saying it in the point of people can be disappointed. I'm not sure why people are surprised and it is ruining the morale what do I of say? their life. Never surprised, always appalled. Well, like, I'm it, never surprised. No, so like when I see it, I'm, I'm not surprised. People would be disappointed. You can feel however you want about it. Everyone should be disappointed that Vince is back. He's a horrible human being. But it's not ruining my day-to-day life. Like there are well, people no, no, tweeting diatribes. Yeah, I mean, people. Oh, I'm like, I get it. You should be disappointed. And maybe it's, that's an outlet. Like some of you venting. Yeah. Cool. You you express however you want, but I'm personally I'm not shocked by. No, I don't think anybody's shocked. They're just disappointed. And again, last thing because we got so much to cover. I just I watched uh, Donald Glover's uh, Swarm in one sitting yesterday. I watched the whole fucking series. Have anybody seen it? It's basically about a fan, an obsessed fan. There's a lot. That's where fandom comes from. Fanatics. People that live and die by this shit. There's people that cry over any wins and losses and get completely invested in storylines. It's, it invokes emotion out of people. Mm. And when you have somebody that can really like gut the heart and soul of what made you invested, it's, it is disappointing. It, it may not be shocking, but for a moment people would thought, Oh, Vince is done. Vince is done. <laughs> and now he's back. If I kicked out at two and a half. Can't the, believe it. I mean, not only did he kick out at two and a half, he put on, he put on the, the, the Groucho Marx glasses with the nose and came in like he was a new fucking person. Like, we see you. We see you. I know who you are. Elias. We see you. Right. Like, it, so. <laughs> that's, that's what he did. Yeah, I'm Ezekiel. Like, Ezekiel. I know who you are. Gotti. Oh, Colin Hart imitates life. Shit. <laughs> it, it's, it's ridiculous. But again, we'll see what the future holds. But. Let's go backwards to WrestleMania. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Let, fuck it. We got to start with the main event. Main event. We're going, out, we're going backwards. Before you start through. that, you got to start it correctly. So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> oh, man. Cody Rhodes finishing the story, but not finishing the story. Yes. I, I told. Wait, before we start. I told y'all. It's on wax. I told y'all that I didn't just tell y'all this when he won the Royal Rumble. I told y'all this last year. Yeah. I said, if he wins the title, he has nowhere to go. Like, and people, people are still in my mentions. Like it is, there are two things that people in my mentions about right now. Cody Rose losing and uh, the LSU Iowa situation. 
Like people will not get out of my mentions about this. I didn't even see you tweet about that. Oh yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's a lot of racist shit in my account. Both angles, both sides of things. But I, I told y'all, like it wasn't, I'm not telling you, I didn't, I didn't hotshot book this. I just, I could see it. Cody beat Seth Rollins. And I was like, well, Cody's going to win this title. He can't win it too quick. Because what's the point of him going undefeated and winning the title? Because then what? Yep. And if you watch everything, yes. First of all, Sami Zayn getting as hot as he did, they knew where they were going with this. Like, people were like, put Sami in the main event at WrestleMania. No, Cody was always the plan. Always. Credit to Cody because he stayed white hot through that entire build and did not let Sami overshadow him. He did a great job. But the bloodline's a story. The, the Usos, I, I, I call both of those main events because you'll see how this plays out. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But they hinted at it on Monday. Right. Where like Roman's grandstanding them now. And yeah, it's you want to like, let the Usos in. Yeah. Like there's, there's a plan here because there are fractures within the bloodline. Like, it's like the NWO when there were like fractures in the NWO, but that was booked horribly towards the end. Well, there's time. But there, there's, <laughs> there's absolutely time. time. But Ro- like Roman beating Cody while people are upset about it because Cody was white hot. Did y'all forget how much y'all hated Cody before he signed with WWE? Did y'all forget how much you dislike white meat babyface Cody talking about liberty and, and doing his cutting his promos and shedding a tear? Like this worked for three months. Y'all wouldn't have been invested in Cody if he would have won this title. It would have made it last in a month. Trey, people didn't like him last month. Right. When, when Sammy went to Elimination Chamber, the people that said, it's Sammy or nothing. Right. Sammy's not in the main event. The hell with Cody. I don't want to see anybody win. They hated Cody in this main event a month ago. Right. Yeah. Now he loses and it's like, oh my God, you didn't like him a month ago. You said Sammy, he's never going to get over. You didn't put Sammy there. He's going to be buried. The whole storyline is over. And then y'all grew right back into it. Right. So before we even get into the match, like, like, let's look at the narrative. Look, look who Cody's father was. Who couldn't Cody's father beat? Ric Flair. And I tweeted this. Y'all would have fucking hated Ric Flair if social media was around. He held that title for 721 days the first time. Lost to Dusty. Two weeks later, he won it back and was champion for another 421 days. That's over 1,100 days of champion. People are like, well, this is a different era. It's a social media era. Who cares? What made Ric Flair great was his heel run as a champion. Yep. And that by hook or by crook, he was going to beat you. Roman, yes, y'all want to see a new champion because you've been conditioned to get a new champion every like year, right? But before this, Hogan held titles for a long time. Hogan, the NWO held a title for a long time. Punk's reign felt so historic because we didn't see it because they started hot shotting the title in the Attitude Era. But WCW, NWA, they all had long term champions. And I, like, I know some of y'all don't like Roman, but that's the fucking point. That's why he's a heel. He, if y'all watched the build to this, Roman, one, he doesn't appear on TV every week. Two, all his promos are great. Like, nobody's like, some people are bored of him, but that's just going to happen. But he's been phenomenal in this role. He's deliberate in everything he does. Everything, he doesn't waste anything. It's a slow brooding like he has this character down taking him down is going to take a lot now people will say 
You ain't going to make nobody hotter than Cody. But you just had Sammy last month. Yep. There, there is opportunity to build other people. You need new stars. Cody's not a star. He's a star. You don't have that problem. Right? It won't mean the same if Cody doesn't win at WrestleMania. Sure about that? Now I don't know because of Vince. Yeah. But if they're, they're, the idea that, like, I would have hated y'all watching Game of Thrones. And then, for, you know, for those who didn't say, I'm going to spoil it for you. Not, I'm not going to spoil it for you. At the end of season one, the first thing everybody said was, oh, fucked. House of Stark is fucked. If House of Stark would have won after season one, you wouldn't have came back for season two. House of Stark got destroyed, demoralized, the Red Wedding. All those things happened to keep you watching that show. Roman is still champion. And they're talking about the thousand day thing. Sure. But who says it won't stretch beyond that? Yeah. I mean, that's a good number. It is a good number. But it ain't going to stop at a thousand. No. But whenever it does stop, hopefully, whatever the vision was, makes the most sense. But the idea that they, they dropped the ball. You're still watching, aren't you? It's their ball. Yeah, well, if Vince fucks up the ball, it's a different story. But it's not like Roman is a shitty champion. It's not like Heyman, Roman, Jimmy, Jay, Solo. It's a strong group. It's like the fucking horsemen all over again. Yeah. To, to be upset, I get it. In the moment, you wanted it so bad because Cody looked the part. That's why it's so good. What did Dusty Rose say? Hard times, baby. Hard times. <laughs> He lost, and it made people want him to win more. I don't know if Cody could pull off what Dusty did, because Dusty was truly a blue-collar worker, overweight guy, but he could work his ass up. I don't know if Cody can do that, but the motherfucker can't stay undefeated. If he's going to lose to anybody, it's going to be Roman Reigns, and Roman cheated. Yep. He tried everything to keep that title. Cody had him, and he told him, I had you. They lost, and we got the pyro on the bloodline, and people left mad. And it's like when Rock beat Cena; like people were really invested and got mad. But it's like get over it. I thought they built that match in in, in the best way possible, and I thought it was a great fucking match. Really? It felt so big. Being in that arena, and Cole, you were there too. You weren't there, Kel. And we'll talk about that later. I was at Disneyland. Right. I chose the right day to go. I'm I'm comfortable in my decision. Hey, but he did right there. <laughs> I'm comfortable. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. But Cole, you were there. The energy in that crowd, when those two, just a stare down, it was like, it felt, we haven't had a mania that felt big in terms of a big match feel between two people who had never met. Like Roman wrestled Brock 10 million times. Yeah. And every time we saw him, we was like, no, that's, that's the same thing. Right? Roman worked Edge and Brian Danielson. We saw him work Brian Danielson. We never saw Roman and Cody work. And you could feel it. Like, you, it, like, the ten, like I was... For night two, I was sitting on the floor, but I didn't like where I was because I couldn't see that elevator view. So I went back to like ringside and went up like a couple seats so I could just see it and I could see everybody's faces. Yo, those people were so invested in that match. And Cole, you give me your perspective on this, but to me, wrestling's just supposed to make people feel. That, that's like, my point. Every story is not here to make you feel happy. The Yes Movement is great. Kofi Mania is great. We felt something. We felt happiness in both of those. But that's not the only emotion wrestling's supposed to invoke. You're supposed to be pissed. Yeah, like you've everyone felt something. Yeah, like Cole, hold this, hold that thought because I, I want to talk about this real quick, and then we, we'll, I want to throw to you. I fucking hated Ric Flair because I thought Lex Luger was supposed to beat him in '88. Right, as a kid, I was like that big buff motherfucker. How could Ric Flair? And Ric Flair kept cheating and cheating and cheating. And Luger couldn't beat him. Then there's this guy that Sting was like in the background, and I was like, that's the guy. He was there the whole time, but it was like Luger, 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 Luger. But it was no, it was Sting. It was always Sting. It was always going to be Sting. It was always a plan. But Ric Flair made you fucking hate him. And it wasn't like Triple H. Triple H reigning dominance was annoying. Yeah. Right? It was like, it felt very nepotism. Like, it just felt icky. Like, even Jeff Jarrett, when he was like the Impact Champion, at a certain point, it was like annoying, but... You knew whoever got over on him was going to be a made man. And when Styles won the championship, it was like, oh, there it is. But at first, it was not supposed to be Styles. Like you can go through the, all the people yeah. that it should have been. But everybody, Roman got, and I said this last year, Roman almost got too cool. And I was like, uh, we're getting in the tough spot because he's like a baby face. Now everybody hates him again. Yeah. And I think they did exactly what they meant to do. Roman beating Cody reminded you, that's the biggest heel in the business. You're right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck booking. Fuck everything. But they did everything right. Yep. He cheated his ass off to win that match. What are y'all mad about? Cole, go ahead. Cole's mad. Boy. Um, I mean, look, here's the deal. Because I, I said on this podcast when we previewed WrestleMania, I picked Cody to win. But I did also say there is an intriguing angle here where the Usos lose and Roman retains. And therefore you can keep a, like a bloodline rather than having all of the belts leave the bloodline all at once, just a fraction of them go. And already you have these kind of turns with, you know, Jay, Jimmy and Roman and what's going to happen. I see a potential there. I think where the frustrations coming in from a lot of people is 
I think it's 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 really the baggage that that has been left of this Roman uh, this Romans reign um, of what's happened before all of the matches with Brock. Anytime they fed him another baby face, he would just win. And the wins come in all similar fashions. And that's something that I'm very critical of, of how they finish this match. It's the same. It's the Roman formula match. It's the same formula every time. It's not that he cheats to win. It's that it's like, it's everybody comes in and it's just like, we keep, just adding layers to the different elements of, of the cheating. Solo gets sent back. The Usos come out. Solo runs back in. A ref gets bumped again. I think fans are just sick of that. And I think that's what really added to the dejection of what happened Sunday night. Um, as far as how do I feel about it? Um, I mean, it's, it's really conflicting because, uh, I get what you guys are saying as far as, um, and I think Kel, you may have tweeted this, but like uh, you, we've been watching new Japan. We're used to this, you know, where it's like you lose those first couple times at those big events. And then you come back the next, like the next year. And it's like, it's all about the comeback. So I get that. I think the combination of the baggage and the fact that for the first time, I feel like in a while, because we had Brock Lesnar was the one they kept shoving down our throats as the only seemingly competent one to take down Roman Reigns, right? This year we had two people, two, that people were dead on convinced could do it. Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes. And I think a lot of what Cody Rhodes was getting cheered for was, oh, you're the first person who's like a quote unquote new face around here who actually seems competent enough to beat Roman. So, and obviously the whole Vince situation really throws a wrench into this because there is a possibility that that could have been a moment that we had where Roman lost the title and Cody got it. And if Vince is back, we may never get that moment. And that I think is the part that's frustrating people right now is you had two chances to have a really, really big moment here. And Roman's already run the course with all of these different, you know, all the different talent that's on the roster. So it's like, who's left? The one who is left is Cody. We have to spend another year to try to get there again. Vince situation really throws a wrench into this. If it weren't for Vince, I'd feel a little bit differently about this, but I don't know. I think I think people really just, they got their hopes up and leaving that arena with a lot of pissed off people kind of sucked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's, that's it's so just like, good though. it sucked. It sucked the feet. It just sucked the feeling out of that. And, and that said, Andre, you're right. The buzz, the entire match, it just, it was this buzz. Like the stadium was just vibrating the entire time. That was so fucking awesome. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I <laughs> that's it's supposed I, I, to make you feel you're confused. You want to come yeah. back. You want to see what happens next. It invokes all the emotions of good television. And it did. It brought, good all, or bad. it brought all the people back to watch that shitty ass raw. So it did. You know, and that, then that, that's that's, that's, that's a whole that's different the only entity. Part. Yeah, like 
So I'm sure that was not in the plans. But again, it's one of those things. Talking about Game of Thrones before that final season. Yeah, everybody. everybody. That finale. Boy, I'm I'm ready. There's there's a good dragon. There's a dead dragon. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I was ready for that final season. Final season hit. Ends up not being great. No, not at all. But right before then, it wasn't a happy ending. Like Every was not, season was miserable. Miserable at that. But you had to watch. But it was, all, it was about the journey, right? Here's, here's the other thing. And I, I keep talking about Ric Flair for a reason. Ric Flair cheated the same way every time. Trunk full of, a handful of tights. <laughs> and the fucking horseman. Yeah. It was to the point where, as a heel, your job is to make people hate you. Roman is so cool that he has a difficult time doing that. Because, I mean, shit. Even, shout out to Kaz. Who somebody has a video of Cass throwing up the one as soon as Roman gets there. <laughs> but me and like Brian Waters from The Ringer, like Stat Guy Greg, we were all doing because we fuck with Roman, right? Yeah. But I think the other thing here is, yes, Cody felt like the first believable person. But is he the last? And I know people are going to say that, but I've been saying this for a minute. Y'all better be careful about Gunther. Y'all, y'all better be real careful about not, there's nobody else there. The problem is with trips, we said this on a couple of shows now. Last June, we're all here. Me, you, Cole. We're talking. Roman had gone through everyone. Yeah, we said he was left. He beat like Brock again. Which was exhausting. After, after Mania or some shit. He like beat Brock. And it was like, that's it. There's no challengers. He's run through everyone. Unless they pull the trigger on Jay again. There's, there's no story. Right. There's, there's no one to challenge him. He's not in any threat. And then it starts playing out. And then they go to Drew Mack and we're like, Drew again. again. But how many people was like, it's Drew's time. And Drew yeah. lost to Clash of the Castle. Castle. People were mad about that. So we're yeah. like, cool. Clash of the Castle. That's why you build Drew. And all right, whatever. And then Sammy starts going. Then Cody starts going. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's always the opportunity for someone else when you write stuff well. When the product is good. When smart people are booking it. There's always another person. The problem is with Vince... He's not a smart person booking anymore. So he only books, okay, this must be Brock to finish this. This must be the same cast of characters. Oh, we got to bring back Goldberg to do. Like, he, he didn't have the ability of building new, fresh people. No, he didn't want to. To do that. He had no, it's who puts butts in seats in his mind, who has the most cachet, who has, like, people don't care about that. Who looks like the guy yeah. in his mind. Right. And it's, it's, that's, that's not how it is anymore. And we'll see, because if he goes right back to it, then we're going to be watching I'm, right back. He's going bullshit. back to it. The, it. Brock turning on Cody, it tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure he goes back to Brock and, and Roman because... Maybe not, but Brock's going to be prominently featured at the top of the card. That's, I, I don't have a problem if it is to put other people over. Like, no. I don't need him in the mid-card forever. Like, no, no, I think no, he's no. a really good... Like, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is... You never know with Brock. You never. Right? Like, you never know with Brock and Vince. Vince looks at Brock and was like, you should be the one. And Brock was like, you're right. How much are you going to pay That's me to it? be the one? And then he's going to get paid and he's going to do it again. Ford Field. Right. Brock, Brock, Brock Roman. But, eight. but here's the thing. As, Christ. <laughs> as, as people who watch, like, episodic television in Game of Thrones or whatever show that you watch where... You're, you're trying to find the good guy to win. Or for those of you watching Snowfall right now, you're trying to figure out who's going to take down who. The story's already written. Yeah. Just because 
we want something to happen doesn't mean that the writers go bang was like, you know what? That's what they want. So we're going to fix it. Now, people say, what about Kofi Mania? Well, Kofi Mania was different. Kofi Mania was different because it happened by accident and they realized they had something. And Brian Danielson wanted to put Kofi over. We talked about that with Hannafin right here on the show. That was a different thing. Daniel Bryan wasn't the guy. He was just a champion, but a secondary belt. People say, what about Daniel Bryan winning? Well, he's just the best wrestler in the world who got held back for all these fucking years. Proud to hijack that one. Yeah, like, but it was, it was, nobody wanted Randy. Nobody wanted Batista. Ever, ever. I'm not saying that they got tired of him. Nobody ever wanted them. Roman Reigns, we wanted him as a heel. Y'all wanted this. Yep. Like we, we desperately wanted Roman as a heel and we got it and it's been good. And it's like, all right, Cody's the one, Cody's the one. But what, if, like I said before, what if Cody wasn't the one and y'all got this wrong? What if, Sammy wasn't the one. It's okay for them to be the one. They, they don't have to be the right now. No, well, that's what I'm saying is again, Cody has to lose at some point. The motherfuckers had like seven matches. In WWE. I'm not, and somebody was like, well, what about his stardust? I don't care. This is a different Cody Rhodes. Yeah. The question becomes is, what's wrong with seeing something special? Right? Well, people don't want that. People, oh. Now, once you get to 900 days, no, no, when is the next time someone is worthy, right? Let's, in general, I, right. to get to 900 days again. Roman has been that good. I don't care what anyone says. If you wanted it over at WrestleMania, that's cool, but you would not have complained about the first 900 and some odd days because that was perfect. No, well, some people, they the, just the, like to complain. Before then, you can't say shit. That first, this 900 days, the J, the bloodline build, everything has been perfection. Now, if you get to a number like a thousand, people are like, oh, it's a thousand. Who cares about the number? I care. Because when can you get there again? Same thing with Gunther winning. I hope he buys his honky tonk man. Because when are you getting there again? That's that's that was about to be my point. It's like people that don't want to see the home run record get broken. Yeah, like why? If if Judge got to 60 last year, are you gonna say you no, that's it. Sit him for the playoffs. Why make history? If you are there, make it feel good. Cause you know what? At the end of the day, we're watching Roman has a legacy. Roman ain't doing this shit for fun. Believe it or not. He wants to leave his mark. If Roman wants to be the best ever and he's gotten this far and they're giving him an opportunity to be the best ever. That's one hell of a feather in your cap. Of course you could be up with the Cena's, the rocks, the Hogan's, the Austin's. He, he wants to go for 2000 and if it's sound and he's still hot, cause it's not like he's whack, right? If he's still hot, his crew is rolling, let him run. Cause when you look back in 30 years, Cody winning it in the story, cool. That's another great mania moment. Roman breaking a thousand and going and you're like, yo, in this day and age, it's just never happening again. People don't want things that people... <laughs> I, I've been an advocate for long-term champions from day one. Yeah. I think you have to make it feel special when somebody wins. And now people say, well, doesn't it feel special enough? Sure. It does to a degree. He could lose now. Right. Like it, it does. But what I'm saying is like, it doesn't have to happen when you want it all the time. And again, I'm okay because it's not like, I don't, somebody like, I, I was just going through a lot of Twitter mentions between racist shit and this. And people are like, 
Well, you know, babyface champions are very difficult to keep on top. We got tired of Hogan. Everybody got tired of Hogan. This was the same fucking thing every time. People were like, what about Stone Cold? Stone Cold was different because he was anti-hero. We liked him because he was a badass, right? He was a heel first. And eventually the fans kind of turned to babyface because we just liked him too much. Babyface champions are hard to keep because in this day and age, we like our people to be flawed. We like them to be heels and assholes and be sarcastic. And that's kind of what Roman is. Sammy winning the championship would have been a great moment, but that's what it would have been a moment because it would have been really difficult to keep a title on Sammy because not because he's not a good enough wrestler. It's because he hasn't done enough. This is going to sound strange. He hasn't done enough in the ring in terms of success to make you believe he could hold that title for a year. Right. It's not like he, they had heated him up for it. Like he was, Remember, before he turned on Roman, he was the guy eating the pin, or he was the guy getting beat up. Yep. So if he won the title and he goes on a, a year-long run, and he faces a Gunther, you'd be like, I don't, that don't look right. In, in everybody's mind right now, there's nobody that can beat Roman. Everybody looks at Roman is like, well, who, who looks like they can beat him? Who's had enough success that when they get in the ring, you go, all right, that makes sense. Sammy winning the title would have been a great moment, but like two months later, they would have put him in with Brock and you'd be like, oh, wait. It would have been Kofi. (laughs) Hold on. Now, in in the case of Cody, he's only got a couple wins under his belt. He's only got like three feuds. No, he doesn't actually. He has like one feud and a possible. Like Roman and Seth Rollins. That's it. Let them, and I know y'all want it, but goddamn, it's okay. It'll, It'll come back around. Vince excluded. It won't. Like, come, I don't the, know if it'll come back around. I, I, it, we have to. But the the show's not stopping. This no, isn't no. a show that stops. It, it doesn't so stop. There will be a champion. He will lose it, whether it's the right person, the wrong person. There will be another champion after Roman Reigns. Twenty years from now, there'll be another champion. I was thinking about this on the way here. Vince's last good booking decision was twenty years ago. What? Since two thousand two, just that time frame. I, I, Austin like went heel and it was fucked. Everything after that song. Yeah. But we're at the point where it's 20, around 20 years ago, maybe a little after Austin, he caught like a nice little mojo. I I give him to, he he had the SmackDown six for a while. He ran into something. 2002 is when shit pretty much went shitty. 2002, 2003. After 2003, like people, mass exodus, people were gone for a decade. CM Punk 20 years ago. Before then, before 2003, Vince was on the heater from like 96 through 2003 where shit was clicking. He had stars. He was making new stars, all this stuff. Vince was triple H. Then he had his NXT run. He was building new stars. Everything was great. You couldn't like people were going to WCW Monday night war. It was his Zenith. He was hitting on shit left and right. Every Foley character hit Austin hit rock hit trips hit. He was, he was on fire. Kane hit all that shit. Take our three iterations during a time. All of them hit. Vince was trips 20 years ago. Lost it. And now we're, we're seeing him trying to recapture that and take everything. But everything's cyclical. So trips is hot now. All right, cool. He might even, you know what? We got a little taste of trips. If it doesn't come back, fuck it. But Vince ain't living forever. But the company, especially with the sale, is not ending. Oh, no. It's not. Now, more than ever, if he passes, the show goes on. Somebody will be here. 
I don't know who that is, but there's a whole nother company invested. This show is moving. If he does step aside, if there's anything, there's always, this is the only show that doesn't stop. And soap operas. Like, I think days of our lives have been on like forever. Like they'd make good decisions, bad decisions. You can not watch for a little while. You can come back. You can keep watching and hate it and maybe like it. The show's not going to stop. So if you don't like this Roman run, if he goes for 2000 days, what he goes for 2000 days, but when he does lose, it's going to be special. You'll probably tune back in. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll find someone else to complain. about. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting whenever that moment does happen. Or uh, as, as big Mac tweeted out, why not just have Roman keep going and retire with the belt? Um, Shout to big whenever Mac. The, <laughs> He's uh, lean into it. <laughs> Just lean into it. Just go. Just, you know what? At this point, just okay, go. Never go for lose. The never lose. Um, no, I think. What was Bruno's record? What's. Oh, it's God. something. It's like it's like 2100 days. Yeah, something crazy, it's right? Crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think we'll, we'll look back at this moment whenever Roman does eventually, at some point in theory, lose the title. And we will see if it was going to be a bigger moment than what we would have had on Sunday. Yep. That is, you know, we're just going, unfortunately I'm going to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to say the words, but not in the way that like, <laughs> I'm telling you not to panic, but it's because we just only have one option that we have been given, which is let it play out. Let it play out, Cole. There it is. Cole, it yes. I don't want I do. I want to let it play out necessarily. Not no, now. but I have no choice. I don't make the decisions. I don't produce on, on WWE television. They do. So, uh, you know, I, at the end of the day, here's an, a, a real, a really, really quick question because there's so much more to mania to get to, but I want to ask on levels of like, cause I feel like the last time I would have seen like this many people like upset, confused, this kind of garnered emotion would have been the streak ending yes yeah what do you guys think is like like it's not as i don't feel like people look at it quite as like negatively as they used to but when it happened oh i feel like that that was a streak moment i feel like that had to have been close yes of like what that crowd was feeling yeah okay the streak ending i i I wrote about this i don't know if the articles i wrote about it on my website so it was the best decision in pro wrestling because nobody fucking saw it coming. Because it was one of those things where it was like, ah, Brock's part-timer. Uh, it became a foregone conclusion that Taker was going to win. Yeah. And then he lost. And everything about that moment made it perfect. Because not only did, first of all, if anybody remembers, it wasn't a great match. No, it was horrible. Taker looked concussed no. halfway through. Taker was concussed like 10 minutes ago. He was. <laughs> but it wasn't a great match. The other thing was, is that we had got conditioned like whoever wrestles Taker because you're a me- if you're a member, people wanted Punk to be Taker. Yeah, bad. I thought Bra- I mean the Bra- I thought Bray should have been Taker. Right. Well, people thought right afterwards. So when those two things didn't happen, we started going. Ah, he's gonna retire undefeated. So when they booked the Brock match, you remember most people met it, met it with like apathy. It was like ah, oh. him. But in reality, if you look at Brock, if anybody's gonna beat the dead man, it's him. Yeah. Now, when it happened, there were so many think pieces that came out of how Undertaker should have retired undefeated at WrestleMania. But you can't get that moment back because who was on the call? Cole, Michael Cole was on the call and just laid out 
when Taker got pit, the streak is over. That's it. Laid out. And the camera panned into the crowd. And black man. <laughs> Elias had the, the face that we'll never forget. People were mad for like three weeks. But now, the moment's played over and over and over and over again. And we're over it. Because guess what? Nobody cares. Undertaker retiring undefeated at WrestleMania. Who gives a shit? It was that particular moment. And, and if you look at it in the right light, all this happened when, I guess, Vince convinced Brock it's time to do another run. Because immediately after that, Brock became champion again. And Brock became an attraction. Brock, be- Remember, Brock murdered John Cena. Yeah. There was a lot of shit that was happening with Brock. Really and, good SummerSlam. And Brock be- was the guy, but he was always the guy. His commitment level wasn't there. But when his commitment level was back, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He should have been Taker. So this is on par with that in terms of like shock and awe because we all thought it was a foregone conclusion. I didn't. That Cody was going to win. It just looked like it. Well, who else is going to beat him? Cody. It's a new fresh face. You can make a star. You can make the guy. And then he fucking lost. And everybody was like. (gasps) (laughs) And you'll get over it, man. You'll get over it. Shout out to Emilio when he tweeted. He was like, pro wrestling is about swerving people. That, that is the crux of pro wrestling. And I want to tell you. Like, like you all got worked, you right, marks. Right before we move on, and we're going to talk about like all our other stuff about uh, WrestleMania week. But Big Mac, when he tweeted that, it was me, him, and MVP standing there talking at a bar. Like in the bar after uh, WrestleMania, which is crazy because everybody was there. And I'm, me and MVP are talking about UFC this weekend. And Big Mac interjects and he was like, what if Roman retires undefeated? And MVP goes, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> and Ryan starts explaining it. And MVP was like sitting there. was like, well, our business isn't built like that. Our business is to eventually you got to give it to somebody. But Ryan was like, well, that's never happened before. And MVP was just like, yeah, but that's not the rules. And Ryan's basically like, fuck the rules. What if he just retires undefeated? And then everybody's like, well, what is he going to do? And he's like, whatever he wants. It was just interesting to have this conversation. Then Ryan tweeted it. And I know people were just like, what the fuck is he talking about? But Ryan was workshopping this idea at the bar. <laughs> to other wrestling. It was just funny as shit. And then he tweeted it and people just went mad over it. Anyway. Yeah, the, only, the only reaction I had to that was, uh, you know, that gif of Alonzo mourning on the bench with yep. like the, the yep. heater getting absolutely killed. And he's just like, and then he just gives that quick little nod that, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of the chick who like took, all a, time uh, she took a sip of the soda and he was like, mm, yeah, no, no. Yeah, like it's like one of those. Like you know what? Dude, I'm not Mark, against it. Watching MVP's face work through <laughs> Ryan explaining this shit was like the best. <laughs> like MVP's in like a tank top. Uh, posted a picture. <laughs> Ryan took a picture. He's like, you stay because I don't like taking pictures. Yeah. But Ryan took a picture of me and MVP, and that's what MVP had looked like right before. And it was just like he was he was telling Ryan like, no, no. And MVP was like, no, that's that's. He wasn't mad. He was like, it's not how the business works, right? Like, you got to, and Ryan was like, but, you know, Ryan, but, 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 and, and MVP was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Like, let's go with this idea. See, I was, and then I don't know if he tweeted it before or after, and I was like, motherfucker, you've been workshopping this Work- idea. <laughs> you've been working the room to get this idea out. All right. Oh, All right, before we talk about our wild WrestleMania week, let's just go through, because I, I feel like 
shout out to everyone who listens to us every week. We, we love you guys, but you listen to us for this. Um, you guys get the match by match breakdowns everywhere else. Yeah. Um, let's just go real quick with our opinions of it. What was your favorite match of the weekend? Ooh, that's a, that's actually a good question. Yeah. Um, um I, man, Ooh, there's a lot of good ones. I, I really enjoyed the Usos and Kevin, Kevin and Sammy and the Usos was great. But I felt like they left a little meat on the bone because there's more to do. Like I was watching this match, I was like this is good, but there's there's another gear that we didn't hit. It could be Charlotte Rhea, even though Charlotte Rhea started really slow to the point where it's like I'm gonna go buy some merchandise. But I turned and I looked, and they started cranking it up, and I was like, this is the most like Charlotte's like laid out for somebody. Yeah, and Rhea was like just putting in fucking work. That might be my favorite match, but I'm going to, I'll probably stick with the tag match. I'll tell you what, and I know you didn't ask this. I don't care. I'm going to say it now. The worst decision on this card was Finn Balor losing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I tweeted that. Like I, I didn't like the main event didn't bother me. No, it was Finn, that Finn that, losing is the demon bothered me, but I, I don't know how much the injury played into what they did. I don't, I don't think it, I think because the finish was always going to be that after seeing that the 14 stitches and like every, him just finishing that match, it's like, yo, you you are who I thought you were. Like, just in general, like seeing yeah. that shit cut open. People are like, oh, the medics are in there. It's ruining hell in a cell. I was like, like it's hell in a cell. Let the man bleed. And then I saw the cut and I was like, ah, no. The man took an axe to yo, the head. Medics, thank you. You, you saved my man's life. Because that gash was beyond GCW crazy. Yeah, like, it was, that it was, was bad. all bad. To finish the match after that. And I don't need the the demon to be undefeated. I don't like, I, I think character wise, it makes sense to just bring it out at certain times. You don't have to have an undefeated record. I just, he had lost to edge so many times in right. different ways beforehand that edge has been very public about retiring soon. And this being the end of his run. I, I just thought Finn could have used it more yep. than, than edge. And I, I didn't need edge to have another mania moment. When Finn and Ill's built so well, I, I like the Judgment Day stuff. I, I thought this feud between those two really worked out how it should have. And I understand the concerto and everything. I just thought Finn needed it more. But I mean, Finn's not 28 anymore. So what, what am I saying? Like, it's, it's a guy who's 50 in edge versus a guy who's 40, 41 now in, in Finn Balor. So if Finn was okay doing the job, then it is what it is. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. And Coleman asked your favorite match, but I, I just wanted to say this. The, if there was any doubt in my mind that Cody w- was going to may win when Finn lost, I was like, Oh, Cody's definitely losing. Cause he has no heels. No. If Finn would have won as the demon, you would have had somebody. Yeah. Right. Cause Seth is a baby face. Like I, as you, if you watch WrestleMania, if you look at the results, it was nothing but baby faces winning. Hence, they had to flip Brock the next exactly. day because exactly. there was no more heels. Like, I'm watching WrestleMania. I'm sitting there and I'm going through all these winners. And even, even Rhea, I consider her a baby face because everybody wanted her to win. When Finn lost, I was like, oh, Cody's definitely not winning. There are no heels for him to work. I thought Demon Balor should have gone over. That was the only major mistake that I saw on this card. I'm sorry. Cole, what was your favorite match? I, I didn't need Oscar to win. I understand people like nah. said about that. Like, cool, but... Bianca's entrance was fucking amazing. We'll, dude, the, the, we'll the talk about girl. that. I, I talked to Bianca. And, oh, my yeah. God. Make yeah. you cry. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely some, some moments we need to get back to, but as far as my favorite match, uh, 
And this is in tune with one of my favorite moments, but call the police. Give me that triple threat intercontinental title match. That was, that was people hitting the shit out of each other. That, that (coughs) match, like you knew going in, "Mm, all right, we're going to beat the shit out of each other. That's just what this is all going to be about. And Lord, they delivered. And I got to say, um, I mean, really what kept this match really just up high to another level was that crowd was all in it for Sheamus to win. <laughs> they wanted Sheamus to win that fucking match. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad uh, Gunther went, uh, won the match. And I think people were not upset about uh, about about him winning the match, but people were so invested in Sheamus getting that moment. Um, and even when the cameras all went off, seeing Drew and Sheamus hug it out in the ring was so cool live. Uh, it was, it was amazing. And uh, <coughs> yeah, God, that was, that was awesome. And, and, and part of it, I get to tie in one, one of my favorite moments. I, I, we'll, we'll talk about another one of my favorite moments later, but Titus O'Neil on commentary was fan fucking tastic both nights. He was incredible in the tag match at night one. And in that match, unbelievable. I'm, I'm not uh, advocating for anyone to lose a job. But if we can replace Booker T with <laughs> no, shit. No, no, let's advocate. Yeah, I'm advocating, advocating for that. Booker T yeah, with Titus, I would be very happy after watching this so last weekend. <laughs> Cole, Cole, actually, I'm glad you said that. That's my favorite match. I, I, I don't know how I forgot about it. Big meaty man slapped me. They beat the fuck out of each other. He was tweeting during it. I was like, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> E in a minute also. He doesn't, you know, he, he works there. So it's like, you don't yeah. really need to watch. He's like texting me. He's like, this is the most fun I've ever had watching like wrestling before. He's like, these motherfuckers are killing each other <laughs> because <clears throat> where I was sitting again, I'm on the floor, but I'm like at an angle. Like, yeah, they got, they got the ring mic'd up so you can hear shit. Yeah. But boy, there's, a, so there's a staggered echo. If anybody's been to like a stadium that, that, that it hits and it, it hits the mic and hits the crowd. There's a moment where you hear the skin slap and you're like, I, I forgot who I looked at. The first Gunther Chop, I looked and I was like, oh, fuck. Because I've seen Gunther Chop in person before. But this was just like, this wasn't, I was like, maybe he just let off because like some WWE. No, they were beating the fuck out of each other. Stadium Chop is different than PWG Chop. This man was like, he was destroying these two. This was like, we knew what to expect and then we got it. And yeah, that's my, that, that's my favorite match of the weekend. I'm sorry. I think you guys both hit my two favorite matches. So I I would just say the most, another fun match just for the sake of mentioning it. uh, And that I think it over delivered on what it should have been. It hit all the spots it needed to be was Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. It's the entrance. Dominic's fucking entrance. Both of their entrances. Both of their entrances. Uh, Ray coming out with Eddie Guerrero with Snoop and everything. Phenomenal. And Ray Mysterio pulling out the belt and whooping Dom's ass. <laughs> hey, can we talk about that? Because <laughs> real quick, my favorite part about all this was the fact that that match was sponsored by fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> and they had the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Moji guy dancing there. And meanwhile, Ray is beating his son in the middle of the ring. Like child abuse. Yay! Yeah, Cinnamon was, Toast Crunch. I was like, this is, oh the, this is the chaos. This is the chaos you need to feed. Right. This is what it's amazing. Oh, oh. The, the craziest thing about that, that ad placement is like, I'm sure Hunter was like, where the fuck do we put this guy? Yeah. It was like, let's, <laughs> like they paid for the spot. We got to figure out where to put him. And they put him in this match. And I was like, of all the places. And he's just like dancing while his, Dominic's beating his, getting his ass kicked by his dad. And I was like, 
This is so stupid. It's so great. <laughs> it was a, it was a theme of night one. The theme of night one was fuck them kids. Yeah. John Cena came out with all the kids and the make a wish kids and then John Cena lost. Yeah. And then Simon Toast Crunch, yay, kids, eat the cereal. <laughs> Beating Dom's ass That's in the a, ring. Bro, Come on. Bro, that uh, like night one was fun, man. The Dominic entrance was so over the top fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Remember last week when we were predicting, I was like, oh, it's Edge and Finn Balor for the best answers. No. And their entrances were good. Their entrances were actually underwhelming to me. Oh, really? I thought they yeah, were I, thought, I thought we were going to get more out of Demon. If it was super nighttime, it would have looked a little better, but yeah, I thought but it was I, good. Like, we didn't get a gang rail. Edges was cool, like, with the mask and everything. Balor was like the normal Demon entrance. I expected more. Yeah. Okay. I didn't expect what I got out of Dom and Ray. <laughs> and I, dude, I was hollering. Where, I, dude. Again, you're in the arena and I'm looking at the big screen. I'm like, is that a fucking paddy whack? Like, <laughs> as soon as the promo cuts off, I was like, is he coming in the back? Uh, wait, hold on. Is my fucking <laughs> handcuffed? I was like, oh my God. Yo, him hopping out with the Ray Mysterio mask, Bruh. the purple Judgment Day Mysterio mask. I was like, oh, at that point, I was like, he got to win. Because how does he not come out with this mask every time? Because it looked so perfect with him in the shackles and the Mysterio mask. I was like, he got it. He, for this one night, he figured it out and the match delivered. Um, Rollins versus Logan Paul was good. Logan well, Paul doing the trip, uh, the, excuse me, the Shawn Michaels entrance, uh, the prime bottle but, KSI bro, taking the ball. That is that, that shit. First of, all, KSI. first of all, once again, if Logan Paul decided for any reason that he wanted to dedicate himself full-time to pro wrestling, the guy's the man. But he doesn't have to. He has really no reason to do this no, shit full-time. He's really good, though. He's really good. But that particular spot with KSI dancing in the stupid-ass prime thing as <laughs> Seth Rollins is laid on the table and you see Seth Rollins reaching over. Yep. And KSI's face. The fact that KSI caught it on a selfie and you just see his face go, <gasps> and then he's just on dude, the dude, table. This was self. like pristine acting. The timing, Logan Paul hitting the frog splash, KSI taking that bump. We knew that match was going to be fun. Yeah. And I said it was going to inexplicably slap and it slapped. The prime bottle place, look, props to Logan Paul because this is egregious. I don't need to see this fucking prime bottle everywhere it goes. They're killing it. That shit's everywhere. But KSI being in that thing and eating the frog splash, that was great. That that was another great. That was for the kids, and it was it was a good it was a good one. So now plenty of fun matches. I would say uh, before we go to our week, one more question about Mania: What was outside of main event a moment from Mania that you'll take and be like, "Yo, that moment was great." Bianca's entrance. Okay, dude, dude. Uh, we've had Bianca on the show. Yes, we've talked Hopefully about again. It. Yeah, we will. We've talked. And uh, I wondered what her entrance was going to be. Because now it's like you're not the main event, right? Even you versus Becky wasn't the main event, but it felt like it. You and Sasha obviously was. What can you do? So she's making her entrance. I'm walking the floor. And I, did, I was like, let me walk up to the side of the ramp. And I walk up to the side of the ramp. And I see the entrance and those little girls come out. And immediately, like, I was like, oh, my God. She got the girls from Compton, the city, like these little girls to be on stage with her. So I backed up and I'm watching and my phone's going off with people that know Bianca. Now it's all about like Wally mania. All that shit in a minute. But he starts texting me and he goes, he was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm stage. I'm on the side of the stage watching it 
as the main little girl is doing this little contortionist thing, Bianca's just standing there like, me and he were both like, no matter what, like Bianca's a legend now. She's, she's hit levels of impact, celebrity, culture, like that other people don't hit. Yeah. And there's something bigger for that woman other than pro wrestling. Like, yes, pro wrestling is it for her right now. I just want to slow her down because I it, enjoy having her I know, around. But it's like there's something yeah. there that makes her, she's just, she's different. Superstar. Like when it comes, like she wasn't at Wally Mania. She was so busy this week. I didn't even get it. I didn't even see her. Like, I, I didn't see her. I've seen, I saw everybody, but I didn't see her. But watching that entrance and those girls come down and them have, their little girls are having this moment watching and they had the ponytails. And then you find out that the main girl, her mother died that morning. Now, Hunter gets emotional during the press conference yes. talking about this. I talked to Bianca after that. I'm sorry if I'm putting Bianca on blast, but <clears throat> there's nothing revealing. But, uh, she talked about how she was like, yeah. And you know, I knew that we had to rally around this little girl because her mother died. And she's so little. And it's like, and I knew it was like this motherly instinct that she had to make sure that that girl was okay to do that performance. And then she fucking rocked it to be, to be like, you see it happen like in the NBA, like my dad died. I'm gonna go play for my dad. But to be that little and your mother is gone. And to see like Bianca is like, we had to rally around her and make sure she was good. And then she came out and she did what she did. That's the most memorable moment. It's the blackest moment. One of the, we've had some <laughs> black ass moments in WrestleMania history, but it was one of the girls from Compton. That never happens without, without Bianca. It doesn't happen for anybody. Cause who would think to go into the inner city and get some dancing girls for your entrance? Yeah. That was, that was my number one moment by far. Bianca is different. She's special. Yeah. She has such a pulse on what, what matters. Oh yeah. Uh, and she's black. Like that unapologetically black is so cliche, but it's her. She makes her own fucking gear. She's incredible. Cool. Yeah. That Bianca moment was really special. Uh, and, uh, it, it only, you know, I think between that, I mean, really like all, all the moments with, with the kids was, were, were awesome. Is that the John Cena losing after having that is, 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 is kind of silly afterwards, but I mean, that's when it's all, that's really what it what it's all about. But you know what? Hey, let's talk about something that's really stupid. Uh, oh, you guys want to talk about Shane McMahon? Hey, hey, yes, that was going to be my moment. Now that he so, told Bianca, <laughs> Shane McMahon's music hits. Which, by the, so I literally just get out of my seat and I go, "What?" The pop was insane for Shane O'Mac, though. What is he <laughs> doing here? He's not supposed to get a pop ever again. What is happening? That was the last and straw for Vince. God. That's when Vince was Man, like, you know what? I tell, I tell H- you what, Hunter. Yes. Out tomorrow. <laughs> this was an inside job. Okay. <laughs> Something happened backstage. I don't know what it was, but like someone went up to Shane and was like, tapped him on the knee and was just like, do good out there. Do good out there. <laughs> Break a leg. Oh someone, someone planted that injury, man, and he blew out his knee. For, or, he, or I guess he, well, he tore quad. So, dude, like father, like son. Like, uh, like father, like son. All um, McMahon's well, need to get their quad straight. Just offer it. Yeah, that's like true. prevent yes. it. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, those that are uh, married to a McMahon yes. uh, as well, because okay. Triple H has also torn one. Um, how about Snoop Dogg? 
Oh, calling the live audible? Live audible. Kenny, I don't know how, like, who, like, whether it was his instinct or someone, like, at least shouted at him from the side, was like, punch Miz. I think he handled that. It was the ref. No, no, no. No, no. He did this shit on his own. Like, I'm watching Snoop. Because the cameras weren't on him. And I thought I'm, someone zoomed in on a ref and the ref was giving him instructions. Like the ref, like Snoop motioned that he was going to do something. Like, first of all, shout out to the Miz because he just went in. He was like, fuck it. Right. Like Snoop was laying it in thick. I mean, oh, as was, thick as you can when you're like shit. a beanpole. New, but, Snoop's been watching New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> but, but strong style. But strong style. Like. Yes. First of all, Shane, doing a fucking leapfrog. Stop. Like, you're not even old. like, what are you doing? He used to do coast to coast, but it's been a while. He did coast to coast at WrestleMania 17. It's WrestleMania yeah. 39. I mean, he did it like two WrestleManias ago, but yeah, sure. I'm just saying, but you were the, warm. The shitty punches was bad. You can't, you, yeah, they were, but you can't, you're old. You can't do this shit anymore. But Snoop laying it in there and then decides. Cause nobody, he never did it before. No. It was like, you know, it's like, I'm going to do the people's elbow. And the way he hit the ropes can tell you that he has never hit the ropes before. And I know somebody's got to interview Miz about this. Miz laying on his back and waiting for this old motherfucker to jump over him. and come. It and took I, so long. Miz had to be sitting there like, what is he doing? And he went the wrong direction. And, and then Miz looks up and was like, oh, he's people's elbowing me. And I got to take this shit like a champ. And he took it like a champ and got pinned. God, Snoop didn't even God know how to pin him. him. He didn't even know how to properly hook the leg. He just kind of laid on top of him. <laughs> oh my God. What a moment, Cole. Oh, hold it up the belt. That was it. That's LA for yeah. you. That's live TV. So Way to yeah. go, Snoop. Way to save <laughs> WrestleMania, man. Way to save it. Uh, man. Shane O'Mac. Is that is the last we see of Shane O'Mac? How shitty is that? Or how great. <laughs> we got to bring him back. I don't know. It, be, that it can't beats be him it. being the final three in a rumble. It beats him being in the final three in a rumble. <laughs> No, my man went money. into that rumble with glory. He was the greatest wrestler on the planet based on booking in Saudi Arabia Yo, at one point. The man, the the man, man blew his He wins tournaments. Like, dude, he did the leapfrog. And when he went <laughs> down, he went down in such a heap. And I just started laughing. Oh, my God. He popped right back up. Like, he was just like, nah, I'm going to shake this off. Yeah, and, and it was like, like no, bro, you old. You can't do this shit. Rumble. Oh, he was, it was a rumble. I know. Rap. He thought he was like, not like my dad. No, just <laughs> like my dad. Like, not like my dad. Mm. We entered the twilight zone when that whole segment started because yeah, yeah. it was already shocking enough that he was out there. But the fact that he got hurt in the manner that he did and had to be carried out was just like, what is <laughs> what, what is happening? Like this, like someone in the back of the truck is just like, oh, my God, this is my worst fucking oh nightmare. That was night two encapsulated. It was night two. Yeah, it that was, was night two. Was really, <laughs> truly. So as soon as that happens, like, yep, this is this is what the night is. So, uh, really? all right. We have a couple more minutes, like 10, 15 minutes to go. Let's talk about our week. Oh, my God. Down it, in yeah. L.A. All right. So where do you want to start? You want to start with Wally Mania? Yeah. Lord People want to hear about Wally Mania. Well, um, I mean, can I start by saying the MVP of this week? Oh, it's Cameron Hawkins. Cameron Hawkins. Seahawks on Twitter. Shout that, out Seahawks. My man was everywhere doing everything. He drinks so much champagne. <laughs> I don't know how he's back to a normal life right now. He's probably like he taking a sip of memes. He's like taking a sip of water. What is this filth? There's every picture. He has a bottle of champagne. Yo, he was... So I was offended. I told him, I was like, you done took a picture of everybody. I ain't even seen you, bro. Like, what are you doing? And he was like, you know, like he, first of all, like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Oh yeah. Like just genuinely nice. 
But he was on his Stone Cold 1997-98 run here. Because <laughs> that motherfucker wasn't going to let... He was not going to be denied into anything or involved in anything. Like, the man was everywhere. He came to our joint, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, he was everywhere. Matter of fact, the best part about this is his week. For me, Sunday after WrestleMania, we go to the Marriott. where We're all at the bar. Everybody, everybody's at the bar hanging out. First and foremost... Dawkins in person looks like he could be a champion. The dude is huge. huge? I was like, hold on. Like I met him finally because we have community yeah. and I was like, yo, Doc. And I was like, first of all, thank you for the video, which we'll talk about in a second. And I was like, bro, you're big. And it made more sense the way he nuked Braun Str- Strowman at WrestleMania. Yeah. When I saw him in person, I was like, he's much bigger in person, where Strowman is like a little smaller in person. Me and him got to like hit the gym. But <laughs> that's, that's so my we're, goal for this. Year. We're all at this bar and we're all talking with everybody. And Omos comes out, we're talking to him, West Side Guns there, Kaz, like everybody, Peter Rosenberg. We're all there talking. Lo and behold, Cam Hawkins pops up, boom. And he's like, got a friend with him. And he's like telling his friend, his friend, I don't know if she knew anything about what he was doing. And Cam, he tweeted about this because. She's like, oh, what do you do? Like, she's learning what Cam does by meeting the people that Cam has met. And it was like the most fascinating thing because I guess you could see her eyes get bigger. It's like, oh my God, my friend is actually doing shit. Like, this is like some real, real shit. So we said it's late. My flight's at like five. I'm there until like one. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. We get to the car and we're driving back to the Airbnb where you're at. And, you know, me and Ryan and, and Marcus Vandenberg were like, man, what a week. Oh, man, what, it's been a crazy week. We drive like two blocks. Who is crossing the street by himself with a red backpack on? Cameron fucking Hawkins. The, <laughs> In the, middle la- of downtown LA. the last person I see is Cam. He's one of the first per- people that anybody saw. And he's the la- and I yelled. I was like, get out of the road. And he looks and he's like, I'm just trying to go, bro. And I was like, <laughs> downtown LA by, by himself with his backpack on. Strutting like ain't nobody's business. Two in the morning. Two in the morning. Cameron <laughs> Hawkins. That man was living life. I'm glad he got home. <laughs> Safely. <laughs> nah, he's the MVP of the weekend. But yeah, we'll start at uh, Wale Mania. Wow, what a madhouse. So it was great. We got there early. Stayed there all damn night. Amazing event. Shout out to Kaz Emilio as always. Wale, of course. Yeah. Everyone in the background. Uh, making stuff happen. It was just one of those things where it's like it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But it was great. Finally, one, be back there after three years, I think, me and you. Four. But it's one of those things where it's like it was us. Yeah. All our people, everyone we talk to online, on Twitter, we go on other podcasts, people come on our podcast. All of us. Oh, yeah. We're in this room. And we were acting a damn fool. Y'all were. I was losing my voice, so I didn't drink. You were on stage. I was on stage. But I was upstairs. I was drinking. I was dancing. Me and Cole went downstairs. We're watching shit. Like, Cole goes to the back at one point. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, after we'll talk about what you, I went to the back at one point, saw both of you. I was like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. It's way too crazy back here. Oh, it was nuts. I'm going back to the, it was nuts. I'm going back to that uh, upstairs VIP section. I ain't fucking with y'all back here. And it got crazier downstairs at one point. Buddy. There's a lot of champagne being, being drunk downstairs. So for those who didn't know or finally caught wind of it, yes, I surprised Big E with a special tribute to him uh, that he was completely unaware of that I had to fight with him for weeks and weeks and weeks to get him on that stage. 
And I got on the stage and the, the Usos joined us, which was a great moment with Jimmy acting like The Rock was ridiculous. Um, but Cole edited the video. And I want everybody to know this. I was so proud of Cole in general because Cole, is, Cole started this ride with us believing in us in this podcast. Yes, sir. And other people were like, don't talk about pro wrestling, right? <laughs> ah, just talk about MMA and boxing. And Cole was like, First thing he ever said was, fuck that. We talking about pro wrestling. <laughs> You're just sneaking shows in. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear Blue Wire watching. Y'all re- if y'all remember, when, <laughs> when we started doing this podcast on Blue Wire, we were like, it's just boxing and MMA. Maybe we'll sneak in a pro wrestling show here and there. And Cole was like, no, you're not. You're going to do pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. From that moment, Cole was my dog. <laughs> and for the past, all, all this time has gone by. And I was gathering videos for East Tribute. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, Hey, Cole, what are you doing? <laughs> Can you edit this video for me of all these people? Bianca, like Baron Corbin, uh, Tez, Renee, Tom Hannafin. Send them all these videos. Amanda was on. Yeah. That was hard. Um, it was, but Cole edited this video just on the strength. And I wanted to make sure he got his flowers. He did such a phenomenal job with it. Because it, it I just had a bunch of fucking videos and pictures, right? Like Kofi Woods. They just sent me like a ton of shit. And I'm sitting here with like a ton. And I'm like, I can't do anything with this. And I gave it to Cole. Cole had to edit the videos down, do the transitions. Like we went, and he, and he, he delivered. He, he fucking delivered. And I, I'm putting you on blast right now, Cole, because Cole's on stage with me, right? Oh, you know and Andrea, who shout out, also produced oh, well. I mean, she's fucking yeah. incredible. I love her. She I, was I, everywhere too. And it was yes, amazing. she was. Finally met her, love her to death. But Andrea, me, um, he hadn't got on stage yet, I don't think. was he? I don't think he was on stage at this point. Woods is texting me. Woods is like, get it. He's like, we're going to get him. We're going to make him cry. Like, it, Woods wouldn't stop. <laughs> so we're getting ready to do the video. And Cole's like, he's standing there with his hands on his hips. And I could tell he was nervous. <laughs> I, I was like, he's nervous. But I've seen the video. Actually, no, I didn't see the final version of the video, but I saw a good cut of it. I was like, he's got nothing to be nervous about. And I just wanted to watch him during that moment. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we trick E to get on stage. Emilio's being a ham. He's on stage. The Usos are on stage. And then, you know, I'm losing my voice. So I'm like telling Emilio, we got to get through this. My voice is about to be gone and I'm not going to be able to introduce this shit. I introduced the video and little thing ticks and I look over at Cole and Cole's like nervous as shit. Like he's like biting his <laughs> lip and he's like looking at the screen and I look at E and E looks at me and gives me that you motherfucker look. And I was like, and I look at Woods and Woods is like, we got him. And the video starts playing and it's me first, whatever. And then, you know, we go to, to Bianca and then we go like his childhood friends, like, and it's like Cole put in the big meaty man slapping me. Like that was all, like, everything was Cole's vision of putting this thing together. And yeah, he let it go a couple. Yeah, yeah. He said he he said he did it while it was while it was dark. Yeah, and he so said see. he said it was two sweeps. He was the video was too sweet, so I can't whoop your ass. Like he was like, so I can't be mad because it was such a sweet video. But this was cold, man. It could have been trash, and it was fucking incredible. And you know, people chanted, and he gave this gave a speech that he wasn't expected to give. And I just wanted Cole because more than anything else, I want I've always when Cole got it on this ride. If y'all know me, you know I like to open doors for people and, and give them opportunities if I can. And for Cole to do that, because at that point, it's up to you to deliver. 
And Cole fucking delivered. So Cole Henderson, you get your flowers, sir, because thank oh. you so much for putting that together. Now I'm going to cry. Cole is, a, <laughs> Cole is the I'm man. I'm going to cry. You uh, can big E cry. That's, hey, that's, but, you can't do that. That's not fair. Dude, Cole's you, a full-on wrestling guy now, too. He, I love it. I'm walking around, people like, oh, Cole, I need to call. I was like, damn, Cole's a man around here. Yeah, like, like Kaz had texted me. Left he us was, behind. He was like, producer Cole, baby, put this thing together. <laughs> that is Cole's name, and it that started on it. this fucking show. <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm just saying, like, to see Cole deserves this because... You made a little video for me, but that's only opening the door for a bigger future for you. Like this is what we do. I look at it as small potatoes. And what you've done is, is there's a, there's a bigger opportunity there for you. And I, and I thank you so much for doing that. Cause I couldn't have done it without you. And, uh, you're my man. I love you, doc. Yeah. I'm going to cold next year for my mania tickets. Like, he's, he's gonna be that guy. like yo, Cole, I need, I need, I need tickets, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to pull the 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 the, the Sam Jackson and Pulp Fiction. It will allow me to retort. <laughs> um, no, uh, I mean it's funny you mentioned that story from from the very beginning because I do tell that story all the time. That was like my first like yeah. when I got in the position of of being producer of the studio, and I remember you know uh, being in that meeting and 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 going like raising an eyebrow, and then as we started talking, we started bonding over like. To sports and then wrestling and and as we started nerding out about wrestling, I'm like, fuck that! No, 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 we're talking pro wrestling in this goddamn studio, and uh, I can for sure say that is easily one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> um, no, I mean, hey, you know, it, it was it was great, you know, when when you asked me to, it's just a case of like, hey, family takes care of family, so you know, you guys are family to me, and uh, again, you guys have inspired me to be able to do a whole lot more. You have, you guys have no idea how much the moniker producer Cole Bebe really means because, <laughs> you know, I got to the studio at a time and like, you know, I, I, I've been on a strange journey since I left New York and, uh, you know, having, having you guys called me that and having, and, and like, it gave me an identity of like who I was supposed to be and like that I was supposed to be doing something more than I was doing, which was the whole reason I left New York and the whole reason I've been on this ride and here I am in LA now. So, um, no, it meant so much to really do that and to, to help, to help you see your vision, um, Andreas and, uh, and uh, yeah. And once again, yes, shout out to Andrea. She's incredible. She's amazing. And she held, held that ship down at Wally mania when, uh, she was, uh, you know, she was thrust into duty. So, um, yeah, shout out to everybody there, Emilio and Kaz. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. That was really cool. All I was really just nervous about, I was like, I just need this crowd to react. I just need this crowd to pop at this certain mm. moments. And when Bianca and Tez are there and the crowd goes nuts and when Woods is like, everyone say, we love you, we, yeah. and everyone does it, I was like, God damn, that's, that's the shit you dream of, of like when you're <laughs> editing something, you want someone to fucking feel it, you know? So... Um, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, and, and, and if Biggie cried, that's, that's what we, that's what we had in mind. So, uh, yeah. that, that was the one thing I definitely was holding. I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to tweet at my first Wally mania. It's like, <laughs> went to Wally mania, made Biggie cry. I must be a monster. <laughs> Just take it out of context. Be like, what'd you do to make Biggie cry, Cole? Like, uh, it, it was- so I, uh, I, I appreciate you for letting me be a part of uh, of that journey and that's just the first first of many yeah, that we're, fir- uh, of things we're going to do together we've done some cool shit we took a picture at mania we've done the uh, the the what the fuck was it anarchy in the arena as a crew 
which is still one of my favorite experiences in pro wrestling ever because we were on the floor with fucking mania happening all around us. Yeah. Um, But we've done some cool shit, but that, that Wale mania as a whole was incredible. And I, you know, I hope Cole got to meet all the people that have now learned about him because now everybody asks about Cole. Yeah. Cole is, Cole is in demand. Granted, some people honestly only say producer Cole Bebe. That, it's like it. a tribe called Quest. You got to say the whole thing. You have to say the whole thing. And, 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 <laughs> and the name goes, and that's, and I, and that's Kel. That Kel came up with producer Cole Bebe. Yeah. So he's, he's the name yes. man. That was all Kel Dansby coming up with that name. But Wale Mania was fucking incredible. Now, some things that happened behind the scenes that almost hindered our next event <laughs> yes. the following day, which we won't really talk about here because I'll let Kaz one day tell that story because that was so, backstage was <laughs> backstage at, at Wally Manny was absolutely fucking nuts. Photos keep coming out now of backstage at Wally Mania as specifically that, that green room. Yeah. Photos come out every day. Green room, green room, green room. Every damn photo, doesn't matter who it is. Everyone has a bottle of champagne in their hand. That's all you got to say mm. about that. That don't say anything else. It was else. a blast mm. at Wale Mania. Yeah, that. Yeah, everyone had a good time. Yeah, they did. And the next day, <laughs> me and Dre had a great time. Yeah, we did the super kickback. Um, I told y'all I was going to do something. Uh, what I planned was a mixer. I felt like because of social media, like we've all talked to each other, but we never met each other in person. And while I mean is while it's cool, either too many people are drunk or it's too fucking loud or too chaotic for people to like break bread and have a conversation. So I decided to do this invite only as a tester, a foundation layer event that we did Friday morning from 10 to two. Uh, I won't be doing it Friday again because I realized that Wally Mania killed everybody, including myself. Getting up to do that thing the next morning was difficult. I low key like that time spot. Ugh. Like Sunday, like it's like, oh, we got it. It's between night one and two of Mania. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it I'm, out. I'm going to figure it out. But I like that spot, though. I mean, it was cool. So we had, you know, champagne. We did a panel for women. Shout out to Mimi, Heidi, Miss T. The day of Wally Mania might be dope, though. No, that, no, that's no. also a thought. Um, who else was on this panel? Heidi, Mimi, Miss T. We had uh, Faye was up there. Big Swole, who I, oh, my God, I love Swole to death. All oh, my Swole's, favorite people. Yeah. Uh, she was so damn real during the panel. Yeah, I mean that's why I had her on there because yeah. she's she's incredible. Um, we had the panel, Candice Cordelia. Like we had a nice panel. Everybody got to meet. Um, all I'm the mad. women on stage. There was all the women ended up on stage. Yeah, they had their own booth in the back. Yeah, which was cool. Like it was love it. It was set up very well. The, I, the only thing I'm mad about is I didn't take enough pictures of it. But maybe that adds to the mystique. I, think I have all. one video of it. I'll send yeah. it to you. Well, there is there is a it was a good vibe. Uh, <coughs> Mecca, who's been my brother for like from two dope boys for over twenty years, which we were talking about. Like, so this was his first WrestleMania weekend. We took him to Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> first wrestling event. He said second row to Ring of Honor match. Yep. Commander and Speedball. I mean, not Speedball. Uh, uh, Vikingo. Uh, Vikingo go yeah. absolutely nuts. I'm like, you're never gonna look at wrestling the same again because after you sit in the second row in your first show, you came to, with me to Mania. That was dope. Yeah, Very like wild. did all that, but the, the super kickback first. Annual, uh, got the green light. We're doing this again. Um, it's going to become a brunch event and it'll still be invite only. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be the Rock Nation brunch for pro wrestling. But so many people were like, what was this? Why? I need to go next year. I can't wait. That was the plan. I, sh- shout out to <laughs> Cameron Hawkins. Who's doing like 
random toast Yo. all night. I love it. So the first toast. It was a walking meme, man. Yo. Holy shit. Yo, with the London Woo. crew? Oh, oh my, my God. God. The video of the toast in the back. So we're getting ready to like end it. And we have one more bottle of Bel Air left. Pour it out for some people. Shout out to Bel Air for sponsoring this. Yes. And I gave, I was like, yo, we just have the bottle left. And we have another bottle of liquor, um, some rum. And uh, I was like, yo, I'll have like some of the rum. And I give Cameron, I was like, yo, you have the bottle here. And he's pouring the bottle out for everyone back. He's like, no, we need another toast. I think he ends up giving like Reg the bottle. Shout out to Reg. Reg from Grabsity. From Grabsity. Shout out to everyone from Grabsity who's there. Uh, He gives Reg the bottle. He just pours like a comically large amount of of it in his cup and he's doing this. So Ryan McKittle has one video. Mega Ran has another angle. There's five different angles of this one toast to end it in the back. There's a photo, which Lord knows who has this photo. I don't know who has that photo. Of all of us out back. And it paints this picture and like this ambiance and it like encapsulates what it was. Cause it was that thing of like, not everyone was there, but the people that were, it was for us. It was so dope. And next year you're going to get bombarded with requests. Yeah, Cause like now it's a thing like the super kickback, like brunch people were like, yo, I gotta go to that. It was uh cause one of those things. I didn't know who was going to show up. Right. Right. And the place only held like 150 people. And I think we ended up with like 90 people in there. And I think I didn't even, I, you know, some people just called me the last week. I was like, yeah, swing through. But it was one of those things I was like, I didn't want to make it like a big deal because I didn't want it to fail, quote unquote. I just wanted to have people there. And the vibes were good. The music was good. And we ate some, you didn't go. You missed the chicken. We had some incredible chicken. Missed the chicken. We had some incredible chicken. At the like, vegan spot for my wife took forever. Yeah. Who knew <laughs> vegan food was made to order? Yeah. <laughs> to whatever. But, but it, like Cole showed up, everybody, you know, everybody showed up, had a good time. Everybody talked. I, it, that's all I wanted. I wanted people to connect that had never connected before. I'll tell you this much. Next year in Philly, we're having this brunch. I'm getting a cheesesteak after. Hey. And it's on and popping. That, but it, it turned out to be a very good event. Yeah. Hopefully, if anybody's listening to this podcast that showed up and you have pictures, please share them. Because I I don't have anything to commemorate at the moment. My phone froze. I was running. Like, you had no voice. I, I, I had to get on stage. You had no voice. Yeah, I had to tell Kale. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I need you to do this because I have no voice. And like a lot of people were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, yo, I lost my voice like midway through the biggie thing. I had no script. I went up there like I was an AW. Just had to cut a random and promo. I, and the, the funny part about <laughs> it is you got a great promo. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm standing there, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, so I'm like, all right, I need Kale to host this. And I go and I tell Mecca. And I can't remember who I told next. And they said, have you seen how much Kel's been drinking? <laughs> and I said, oh, Save shit. <laughs> I, I look, and when I look, I think Kel was in the corner. Yep. And Kel looks at me and he raises his glass. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, shit. We're doomed. At one point, you're like, yo, it's time. Look out the cognac. You're like, yeah. yo, it's time. I'm like, hold on, hold on. We're taking one more shot. I was like, oh my and God. And he just looks at me. He's like, oh no. And I was like, no, we're already committed. Like, we're, said, we're in my ass. ass. I said, let me sit my ass down. I said, maybe I'll host this shit with no, no you, voice. You think this happens. is the first public speech I've made while drunk? Oh my <laughs> God. I was like, oh shit. I'm a veteran at that. But he did. But Kelly, you did well. Thank you oh, for thank holding you. it down for me. I, the super kickback went well. Yeah, see y'all next year in Philly. It is absolutely happening. I'm actually having con- shout out to Tavia Hartley. If you guys do not know who Tavia Hartley is, Tavia Hartley is manager of talent relations. She's the highest ranking African American woman in WWE. And I told her I owe her my life for putting all these things together because she made sure people were there for us. She's taking care of me all WrestleMania week. But shout out to her. She helped with the women's panel. 
Um, and she was like, I'm coming next year. She's like, fuck that. She was so busy <laughs> with WrestleMania. She's like, I can't come. So she's like, we got to figure out so I can come. And Talon wanted to come. Like, they couldn't because they had to be. Yeah. Call time for SmackDown was 11 a.m. Thursday might be the wave. We might. We'll figure that out. But that that was great. A um, couple of news and notes. Went to Bloodsport. I got to watch Kota Ibushi and Speedball do their thing. The story I'm doing, I shadow Speedball for WrestleMania, but I couldn't interview him because I had no fucking voice. So I like looked at Speedball and I'd point at him about certain shit and I'd be like, Yo, I'm going to call <laughs> you this week. Um, we went to ROH. Uh, we went to Joey Janela's spring break. Cole came to me for, with that. And uh, Vakingo versus Speedball. Cole, do you know which spot I'm about to talk about? I've posted this on social uh, media. I do. Oh, yeah, I the do. Destroyer off the top rope onto the side of the apron and into the floor. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they doing? Vikingo had himself a week. These matches were four hours apart. He had wrestled commander at ROH, took his ass to Joey Janela's spring break, and worked speedball. And if he doesn't get signed full-time by somebody, they are fucking up. That he, he might be the MVP of the week. As great as Kota Ibushi was, and he was great, and as great as speedball was, and he was incredible, this dude Vikingo is an animal. That was, what a weekend. What, what, what am I missing? Like, what else do we do? Like, I, I mean, outside of that, shout out to Marcus Vandenberg, 40th birthday party. Oh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> at Top Golf on Sunday. So and that, that, wasn't it that great? Was really we fun. did Top Golf, 40th anniversary. And I'm like, oh, we're going to go to Swole. Swole had a brunch. I didn't make it. Want to know why? Because the WWE got fucking sold. So we're like all beating on our phones. Like, oh my God. Like, they're yeah. asking, I was like, what, what the fuck? They sound right before WrestleMania, this shit gets out. Yeah. And then WrestleMania, both nights, was great. Yeah, it, it was a weekend, Fuck. to say the least. I can't wait to do it again <laughs> next year. It's gonna be cold as shit in Philly. I got a, I got a coat though, so we we in there. We'll uh, see about that, Cal. Yeah, we'll see. see. Producer Cole Bebe is gonna believe, have to go. I'll believe it when I see it. Coast to coast and join us in Philly. It's gonna be just amazing time. We're we're in it. I love the culture. I love everyone around it. We've carved out. Everyone involved has carved out such a, a dope niche in this space. Um, the wrestling club was there. <laughs> like, I didn't get a chance to meet him. Me either. Oh, but next year we definitely have to. And like yeah, he, we got to make that um, He wants to bring like 20 students next year. Like our culture, our little niche of wrestling Twitter and that community, Gun, when it, you know, in terms of celebs, Wale, Gun, all these people, all the way down. Um, O'Shea. Uh, they're, they're like all the way down from celebs down down to everyone else, podcasters, journalists, everything. It made the weekend what it was. WrestleMania yeah. is just a cherry on top. I don't I don't care what happened yeah, in WrestleMania. Yeah. Everything else for us was amazing already. Uh, yeah, I got to do this because they're gonna. I, I want to. I don't want to miss people. Brian Waters, uh, the Queen PR, uh, the wrestling the wrestling wind down, um, Stag Guy Greg. Black Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. Fam, Jesus Christ, man. He's nuts. I've seen him all week. <laughs> My oh, man, uh, was Lovely was lovely. everywhere. Uh, uh, I mean, I've, I've talked about Faye, Littlefoot. Um, Jesus Christ. The champ, Littlefoot, with the belt at Wale Mania. I was like, girl, what are you doing with that big-ass belt at she Wale Mania? She her belt two days before. Um, God damn, who else was there? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember all the Rhapsody people. Rhapsody was everywhere. Shout out to Will, who had to leave early yeah, to and, catch his daughter's play. But he missed it because... he missed the play. Yeah, so he... So I understand, the, but he tried to stay in the, the effort. Um, but uh, oh, Will Benjamin Cruz through. from Ringer. Like, I finally met him in, in person. Uh, 
everybody from the ringer, including Kaz, who I hardly saw. <laughs> We've been texting today. Mass Man was everywhere. Yeah, Mass Man. Uh, man, it Mega Ran, Teak. Like, bruh, this was like the family reunion. Oh, of, it really was. It, it was like a. I loved it so much because it felt so good to have an opportunity, one, to host something to celebrate my brother Big E, two, to host something that brings our community together because just five years ago, there were not, we didn't have a space for minorities and pro wrestling. We all operate in these individual silos. But it's not only just for minorities, it's our allies too and all the homies. And it felt good to have everybody there and to be able to put that together because I'm old and wild. I don't, I don't need this shit. Like I said at, 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 the, at the, uh, the mixer, I'm good. Like finance, I'm good. I'm just trying to make sure everybody else gets on. So if I can give people an opportunity to do anything or network or meet somebody, I'm going to do it. And we did that. Uh, but yeah, shout out to everybody at Cam, everybody I took pictures with, everybody I hung out with, everybody that supported, everybody I saw at, at WrestleMania, Wally Mania, ROH shows. Man, y'all are the best, man. And it's like, I may see y'all here for Double or Nothing, which will be another weekend in itself. And I'm sure Cole will be here for oh, that. Oh, Cole too. is, no, Cole is here. And uh, Cole is in studio. Cole's, oh, yeah. Cole taking a ladder spot in studio like Finn Balor. And I have to say this. Cause, <laughs> oh, no. We ain't doing a ladder spot. Um, next week, I'm in Atlanta. I remember to say this. I'm in Atlanta. Uh, HBCU Black Business Symposium. I'm hosting a panel on pro wrestling uh, with AEW talent, Jade Cargill, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Stokely Hathaway, Ricky Starks. I'm missing somebody. Uh, and Willow Nightingale. Uh, that is, I don't, fuck, whatever next Friday is, that we, whatever y'all listen to, this is 11, like the 5th, 12th, 13th. Yeah, and we'll promo it beginning of the show yeah. next week. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I'm hosting that. I have to promo that because this, they're bringing me out there to do it. So I'll be hosting a panel on wrestling with stereotypes in front of thousands and thousands of people where Rich Paul is the keynote speaker, and I'm part of that list. Fuck, that's crazy. Is Adele going to be there? <laughs> like, that's, that's my well, natural well, question. Well, teach Adele how to take a bump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's going to be, uh, man, this, this just, that's going to be fun. It's, it was such a fun weekend from all three of us. I can speak for all three of us. Thank you all for listening, for following us in this crazy journey. Dre, we are past eight years deep now. So this is year nine officially. It, is flying by, but it's one of those things where these are the moments that really make us realize like, okay, we're doing something like when, when you yeah. look at it all, it's like, all right, we're, we're doing something. It all makes sense. We're having a positive impact. It's only growing. It's only getting bigger. So we appreciate you all. We got to wrap up here. Cause we kept the staff in here way too long. Yeah. Sorry guys. For Blue Wire Studios here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas, follow us on all social media platforms at corner podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Pod on TikTok, YouTube, The Corner Podcast. Follow us all there. Myself, at Kel Dansby, him, at Andres Hale, at Cole Train on Twitter for producer Cole Bebe. We appreciate you all. Later in the week, we have UFC preview What the pay-per-view coming through. We're going to talk boxing. We have a couple weeks to catch up on and just some general stuff. Fights that are, fights that aren't, some rumors, tons of stuff to talk about there. We appreciate you all. Hopefully you had a great Mania weekend. Let's see how everything plays out. Until next time, we're out. Peace.